You're listening to Embarrassing Family, where we share our weirdest, wackiest, and wildest family stories. Hello, everyone. Today, as our guest, we have Joe Gallant. He's been doing comedy for 20 years, and he's performed to crowds of hundreds. He also thinks that Bigfoot is out there and that the McRib should be available all year long. So, Joe, I hear you have some uh, funny uh, family stories you wish to tell me. Yeah, the story the story goes, this was, whew, I don't know, 17 years ago, probably. It was the first Thanksgiving I ever brought my uh, now wife to. So we were we were dating at the time. Oh, and that was a that was bad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she she had met my fam, most of my family, like my sister. I think she had met like maybe once or twice, but she's met my parents on a, a various occasions on and off. Like, OK, but this was a situation where it was like the first time my entire like my sister, my brother, my aunts, like my cousins were there. So it's like the first like major family gathering. Yeah, this was probably the first time she's really seen everybody and in a major family <laughs> environment like that. And uh, our family, especially like my mom can get going and my aunt, my sister, my especially my brother and all of even me. Like I, like I said, I don't have much of a filter from brain to mouth sometimes. So we were sitting around, we were eating dinner, and the story came up, I guess my mom or my aunt or somebody, sister, brother, I can't remember exactly who started the ball rolling. Oh, it was my, I think it was my brother mentioning he had a stack of Playboys. He used to like have a subscription to Playboy. Ooh. So my brother is 13 years older than I am. I'm adopted. So okay. my sister's 10 and a half years older than I am. My brother's 13 years older than I am. So my brother, who is now married to a man and is full on come out uh, gay, Okay, so those Playboys were a bit of a bit of a misdirection. And I asked him about that years ago. Well, actually, I probably had that Thanksgiving dinner when we talked about it. He said, well, it wasn't so much like he did like looking at the pictures and stuff, but he goes, he figured they were all going to be collector's items because they had some of the oh, like first appearance of Pamela Anderson. Yeah, like like the 90s. Right. So you had like kiss covers. There was a whole bunch of like collectible, collectible Playboys there. So it was like an investment. Yeah, I, I guess <laughs> for, for what he thought. And then uh, he had it. Uh, so he just had the stack and it was up on this like this ledge in his room. He had like this like built out ledge from the walls, like a shelf. OK. And I used to go up and I would steal them <laughs> and I would hide them and then I would look at them. And at this point, I was probably only nine, ten years old. OK, so you're kind of like at that age, you're just kind of like discovering everything. I found pornography very early. I was eight years old when I saw my first pornography and there's nothing like weird and like insidious about that it wasn't like some creepy neighbor or like some bad uncle like was like hey come into the basement let me show you something kids right it wasn't anything like that my family i live in canada so okay we we moved from a major area that was close it was toronto most people know toronto as a city we moved about an hour north to very country country so we we moved out of the area that you would have like cable so my dad, I guess, met a guy who knew a guy, that kind of whole story guy he worked with knew a guy that sold these giant satellite dishes, like massive satellite dishes that you put on your 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 yard. And then you get like the descrambled card to put in it. Like it was like precursors to people who do scramble cable or like stealing is piracy. OK, we were stealing American satellite signals, sticking it to the United States, huh? Exactly. Yeah. With this giant satellite. So you got like all the premium channels and everything else you got hbo you get disney channel you know and as a kid you got like nickelodeon and stuff which is amazing to see here in canada because like, we didn't get a lot of that stuff up here so i grew up from age of like six till about almost 10 and then the satellite crapped out and we couldn't do it anymore and then we got like you know we had 13 channels that you could get on local tv or whatever but at the time you could get like playboy channel and there was a channel called spice i still remember like because it was 
not like satellite dishes today where even like the, you guys in the States have them as well, the little mini dishes, that everything is on one thing, right? Like all the channels. This, you literally had 24 channels per satellite and you actually had to go over to like a box and you would turn like a dial and set it. So if it was like G4 and then the satellite outside would go and it would find the satellite in the sky. It was weird. And then you go like S3. So S4 channel 18, which I still remember this day, was the Spice Channel with hardcore pornography. And I remember my cousin and I stumbled across it just because we were flipping through channels. Like, we were just, like, watching. Yeah. And my cousin and I were like, holy crap. <laughs> like, boobs. So, <laughs> anyways, that's my first taste of it. I remember every time I got a secret, I could like, sneak and watch a bit of it or whatever when I was a kid. But, anyways, I was stealing these Playboys from my brother. I got caught. I didn't get in trouble. I thought I did. It was more of the talk of, like, well, if you have any questions, I know you're curious. Like, I thought my mom was going to kick the shit out of me. <laughs> My brother brought up that I was stealing or whatever it is. And then I'm from that. I think then my sister or someone else was like, yeah. And then Joey found the, or oh, my mom. Oh, and Joey and Justin found the porn on the satellite. She tells that story. And like, like that's kind of okay. Like there's nothing really bad. And then my sister chimes in with like, yeah. And he found the tapes in dad's sock drawer. And I was like, how did you know I found those tapes? I'm like, I must've said something. Yeah. That's very specific. Anyways. So the story keeps going and they keep talking. And then my aunt's laughing like, oh, yeah, I remember we still I still have one of the tapes that Howard recorded for like her husband. Like so he my dad would literally guys would pay him. He would like go to like when he go to bed at night, he just like hit record on the VCR for like whatever was happening. And then the tape would just end in like four hours or whatever. So he'd get up for work, grab it out of the VCR and bring it to like Jerry at the yard. Right. Oh, nice. It's like a nice little uh, side business he's got running like a secondhand cable pirate. <laughs> So my dad would like do this stuff, right? But anyways, so the whole story spirals and you can tell Michelle, my wife, is is kind of laughing and kind of getting a little uncomfortable because if, if her family is completely the opposite, like this type of conversation would not happen at a family function, no matter what. And our family is like eating pumpkin pie, like <laughs> anyways, uh, <laughs> talking about porn. Exactly. So Michelle's there. She's a little uncomfortable, kind of laughing, but also laughing kind of nervously. And then my mom goes... Oh, those tapes. And I was like, okay, something's pissed my mom off about these tapes. And she's like, oh, I always hated those tapes. So my aunt's like, why? You're against that? Mom's like, no, no, I'm not against that. I'd watch it with, with Howard all the time, my dad, Howard. And I was like, oh, God. My mom just mentioned, like, she watches sometimes pornography with my dad. And I'm like, okay, whatever. And I'm laughing. Uh, to me, this isn't embarrassing. I'm kind of getting embarrassed on behalf of my girlfriend. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, kind of, and I'm like, all right, can we kind of, like, hey, guys, like, maybe we change the subject. Hey, how about the Toronto Maple Leafs? And all of a sudden, my dad's like, or my mom, <laughs> my, my mom goes, yeah, the reason why I hate him, they gave Howard ideas. <laughs> I'm like, oh, God, no. And she goes, yeah, kept wanting to do anal. Ugh. My mother at the Thanksgiving dinner table in front of everybody says my dad wanted to do anal. And my wife's face turns white as a ghost. So I was like, oh, shit. And then it continued. My aunt chimes in. Oh, yeah. Ernie tried to do that once. And this, <laughs> and, and then like my brother at that point already out of the closet was like, it ain't that bad. And I'm like, oh, God, this is getting worse. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, no. Oh, my God. You're your poor girlfriend. Oh, fuck. And then my sister starts chiming in a little bit like, oh, well, you know what? Doug and I, my, my brother-in-law and my brother-in-law's like, shut the hell up. <laughs> and my niece and nephew are like near us. Wait, your niece and nephew are there? 
Well, <laughs> they were kind of like oh, a, God. Like they, were play, they were playing away from the table. Like they weren't actually sitting at the table with us, but they were like a, like away from the table. And my nephew was like two at the time. He wouldn't have known. And my, okay. my niece, my niece would have been like four or five. Like we had done dinner and they're like, can we go play over there? And then they were playing with like one of my cousins or something like my older cousins that are all around. They were all around my age and I was probably 21, 22 at the time. So my wife had been 1920, like, you know, like we had just started dating. We were both kind of in college and like we had come back for Thanksgiving. And But then, yeah, like it was just one of those situations where like I was almost mortified that like, like I was OK with like, OK, we're kind of talking about pornography. And then my mom just straight up. Yeah. And it gives some ideas. <laughs> he wanted to do anal. And I kept telling, no, no. And then it's and then she was like. One time I almost, and I'm like, okay, whoa, 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 <laughs> let's stop. Mom's like, oh, but I didn't. I wouldn't have let him. And blah, 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 blah. And it's like, oh my God. I was absolutely mortified. Like, like this is the conversation that like the first time, like my, like I'm bringing her to like, this is the family. Yeah. Like, so if things go well, we might get married someday. And well, this you did. is what. Yeah, we did. This is what you get to be a part of. Are you really cool with this or what? And then afterwards, like my my wife, well, again, my now wife now, we started talking. I'm like, I'm really sorry. She's like, no, I thought it was kind of funny. It was kind of cute. Like your mom was kind of laughing and giggling, like talking about like sex. It was kind of cute and kind of funny. And she goes, it was a bit shocking and a little bit like, because, uh, you know, she can't be part of that conversation. Like I would have been absolutely mortified if she chimed in. <laughs> yeah. Be like, oh, you're a little pervert uh, son over here. Yeah. <laughs> This guy over here takes after his father. Let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't one of those situations. Like she was pretty cool with it. And at the time she knew me and she knows that when I'm with my buddies and when I'm with her or like, hell, when I was on stage doing stand up comedy, what was being said around that dinner table table was considered mild. You know what I mean? Like she really used to hanging out with me doing stand-up comedy with a bunch of other comedians and they can get pretty crazy and like, I'm going to say vile, you know, not like completely disgusting, but you know, some stuff that's pretty off base on a lot of things. And so she kind of already knew kind of what she was getting into with that world. But then, yeah, when she entered the family world and realized she's like, okay, I get it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> no, but it was, no, she's, like I said, she's good. And yeah, it didn't scare her off. And like I said, I, I, uh, I'm sure I can think of a, a few other s- scenarios with family where you're like, oh, my God, I can't believe this is happening. Yeah, sure. Yeah, go for it. People, if you're under the age of, I don't know, 30 ish, you know, and you're listening to this, you've grown up in a world where you could go to a computer and type in boobs. Right. And you can see boobs like that's the best thing in the world. You want to see something completely bonkers. You want to see amputee clowns <laughs> going at it. You can see that you just type that in and it'll show up. That's out there. I guarantee everything you want to see is out there somewhere. Oh, yeah. Right. And if you can't find it on the regular web, you got to go to the dark web. And at that point, the FBI might get involved. And I don't recommend illegal anything. But I'm just saying if whatever you want. But back in the day, so you would hunt and find tapes or if you could so i knew my dad had a couple of two three tapes and where they were hidden and then you kind of get through them and you're like, okay whatever and then my brother i knew he had a few tapes in his room and so my brother when he wasn't home he used to work nights he'd go and then i Wait, would but like, he had he, he was gay so did he have gay tapes well you're getting ahead of me okay all right all right all <laughs> so right this, I'll, I'll i'll pull back so this was before I I I, I kind of like we I had suspected he before he really came out to me and that's what I talked about it on my podcast with him and his husband of the first time I actually really knew my brother was gay and I was not <laughs> so I was in high school and I found he had a bunch of tapes and then I was like I found another tape and I was like this one just 
I think it had triple X on it and it was it. Like it didn't say anything. Like it wasn't like Debbie does Dallas or there was no name to it. Yeah. I go upstairs. Yeah. Close my door, lock my door, put it in the VHS. Get the tissues out. Yeah. And I put, yeah, do whatever, you know, whatever your lotions, light some candles, (laughs) play some berry metal. Yeah. (laughs) But I put the tape in the VCR player. I hit play and I get on the bed, you know, I'm getting comfortable. And then there's two guys and I'm like, oh yeah, I've seen videos with two guys and you know, there's a girl or more girls, you know, there's multiple people, but the two guys started without the girl. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. When's a girl coming? She's, she's running late. And then I realized the girl wasn't coming. <laughs> I was like, oh God, no, this is gay porn. So I'm la- like, I'm laughing to myself. Like, I'm not really shocked. Like I was like, oh shit. So I stopped. I take the tape. I was like, like re- rewind it back to where it had to be. I'm like, this cannot be found that I watched this at all. I put the tape back. I put the tape back in. I go back. I put it back right where it was. And I grab the other one that I know was okay. And I go back upstairs. But it was one of those situations where, you know, when you're a teen, I don't know for everybody, but you're going through so many changes and emotions and you're learning who you are as a sexual being. Right. This isn't going to turn into some weird therapeutic thing. But <laughs> but the uh, the idea is at the time. I wasn't saying I was questioning my sexuality. Like I was like, but you're like, am I gay? I don't know. Figuring things out, you know, you're kind of figuring things out. And it wasn't like I was, you know, checking out guys and been like, oh, I'm interested in that. But it was when I watched that tape for like that, like two minutes, if that of like it kind of starting, whatever. I was like, no, not for me. Like it was just it wasn't (laughs) like all of a sudden I was like this, like an awakening and a songbird sang inside of me and all that (laughs) stuff. But I was like, this is not for me. And I was so panicked and scared that I would get caught with this tape. You know what I mean? You're a 16-year-old boy, and then you really don't want, yeah. you know, and that kind of crap. And it, it wasn't really dawning on me at that moment. Like, I was kind of like, what? Oh, geez, I got to put this back. And I put it back. And then as I'm, like, upstairs again, like, getting ready for the real, the tape that I know is a safe bet, I was like, what does my brother have a gay porn tape? Putting two and two together. And his license plate on his car says bottom. Oh, oh, now you're kind of figuring things out. He got a custom plate that said bottom on his car. And at the time, that's one of those ones you're like, I don't know. And you're trying to play denial. Because again, at the age of like 16, 17, if my friends from high school find out that my brother, you know what I mean? Like, it's like anything they can make fun of you for. Yeah. And it's like mortifying and petrified. You're so scared. And so I remember asking my brother one time, I'm like, hey, what's that mean when he first got it? And I think I was like 14, 15 when he first got it. And he's like, Oh, it's because uh, I'm a bottom feeder. I'm just, <laughs> I'm on the bottom always. Like I'm always, and my brother always had a string of bad luck. He was that sad sack kind of sometimes in life where things never seemed to go his way. Okay. You know, like just, it always seemed to be, he was in another, you know, problem. There was always this, there was always a financial issue or something, you know, he's doing way better these days. It was just awesome, but that's good. Yeah. It's a mix of like drugs and a whole bunch of other stuff. Oh, drugs, and really. the t- trying to balance his dating women and secretly seeing men and like this whole living a double life this dude had like it's a a hell of it could be made into a movie really yeah bring him on here i want to i want to hear his some of his his, uh sordid tales (laughs) you might get a whole other view of my mom if you listen to him Uh uh-oh maybe that's where his uh his dislike (laughs) of women comes from yeah i'm not uh opposed to that idea because my mother was a very strong opposing and a very um she was an angry woman. She she had him when she was 15. Wow, that's that's rough. Yeah, I was their second chance. Like they adopted me when, you know, they were in their 30s, like when you should be having children in your 20s. And yeah, the, my mom, by the age of like before she was 18, had two kids. Wow. And a bunch of other family trauma from when she grew up. Yeah. 
like her parents, my my grandma and grandpa were alcoholics, and oh no, there was a big family, and and her mom would constantly leave and like just go live with other guys, and then come back to her like her dad. Like it was, it's a nightmare, man. Like and you got like yeah stories of like abuse and other things with other you know, and it's just like this horrible tale, and you're like yeah, I see why you have some depression and mental problems, but when you're like course, sixteen yeah. years old, and my dad comes from PEI, which Prince Edward Island for those who have no clue uh, it's a very small island province uh, it's an amazing spot it's known for potatoes uh and same as my small town that i live in now is potatoes but it's known for potatoes uh prince is known for anne of green gables if you know this well, the, the books, books. okay of, yeah so that's the author is from pei prince Edward island anyone listening has never seen it google search prince edward island and just look how amazing it looks it's an absolute beautiful thing so it's our east coast so if you go as far east coast like it's like above maine right like so out that way and there's like it's all beautiful beaches red clay it's amazing but my dad came from there and he came from a farming uh farming family so my dad uh, only went to grade eight because that was the idea you got just enough education to get by okay then you basically had to work the farm so by the time my dad was 16 he moved to ontario alone and worked in the tobacco fields like just prime and tobacco and then eventually he met my mom so my dad is eight years older than my mom so my mom was 15 when they first met my dad's 23 and my mom was 15 but my aunt same one that was at the dinner table lied to my dad and his friend larry told them that they were 18 and 19 oh and they started dating them (laughs) (laughs) them. <laughs> yes, in the 60s, it was still illegal to sleep with minors. So anyways, my dad and my mom started dating and they fell in love with this. But my dad, back in the 60s, again, it's one of those situations where birth control was the greatest thing that people used. Um, so my mom got pregnant really young and it was like a shotgun wedding. They've been married over 50 years like wow. together. And yeah. That's a whole amazing thing. But because my mom had these kids and she didn't know how to deal with past trauma, trying to this. And my dad, as I was going with that, was he came from a farming community, a farming a family where the mother's job was to keep the house, raise the children. The father worked and supplied food and money and whatever. Yeah. So my dad's mentality at the time was he goes to work. As long as money's coming into the house, kids are fed, then that's his job. He doesn't have to be what we know as a father. He doesn't have to be, you know, spend time. You know what I mean? Like you get that yeah. time with your children. His responsibility was just money, not actually taking care right, of Right, right. And it was like leaving my mom home all alone with the babies and he'd go out working and then he'd stay out late drinking after work, you know, or going out with his buddies and whatever. And it was just a different time. They were in their 20s. Like he was in his 20s and like they were young and that's just what he thought being a husband and a, and a man of the house was. That's how he was raised. So anyways, my mom had other stuff like mental breakdown and everything else, like some severe stuff happened. So a lot of that is the way my mom is today is from years of all the stuff that happened to her and all that stuff. But she's way better now. Like she's okay. That's good. I mean, she's still crazy and still fun, but you know, and all this are still not, you know, has some depression and everything else too. And when I say crazy, I don't mean like crazy, crazy, like, you know, insane asylum crazy. I just mean crazy. Like my mom can be a bit crazy, you know, like everyone's yeah, mom a bit much crazy. But when I came along, it gave them both a second chance to be better parents and learn and, and stuff. But it's hard when I was saying is my brother and my sister saw a different mom and dad and it was almost a little too late. Their damage had already been done and they, they, they have some resentment and it's, it's harder to put away the past and deal with trauma and all that stuff. I got a different mom and dad. I got the dad that was more hands-on that was like, Hey, want to go to a baseball game? Hey, let me take you to your baseball game. Let's 
doesn't spend as much time like I spend with my kids. Like my kid expects me to like be his best friend like every minute of the day where I'm like, dude, can I just sit down? I just worked 10 and a half hours in a warehouse loading boxes like, <laughs> no, daddy, let's go play Lego Star Wars. And you're like, <laughs> you don't know how good you have it, kid. Well, exactly. And then, but I spent a lot of, and I love hanging out with my kids. Like today, like I got tickets to see uh, the advanced screening of Dr. Strange. Like when it comes out oh, in nice. May, like on, the, on like the Thursday before it comes out. Oh, that's going to be fun. And I tell like, I'm excited to tell my kid. I'm like, oh my God, I can take my kid. I love hanging out with them. I love taking them places, love doing stuff. I spent the full morning today, like an hour and a half at the park, just down like at the end of our street. Like when the little subdivision I live in with my youngest, while my other one was at school, he had a field day, a beautiful sunshine up here today. It's just the little things, man. Like that's the kind of stuff and, and trying to not talk about anal in front of their future girlfriends, <laughs> family dinners. But the thing is, I probably will embarrass them somehow. Of course. How could you not? Because I'm that guy. And I think it's hilarious when I embarrass my uh, kids. So <laughs> yeah. Um, any other like interesting like stories about your family, about your parents or siblings or, you know what, in- instead of telling a story about how my family's embarrassed me, I could tell you a quick story about how I embarrassed my father. Go for it. <laughs> like not to the point where like, you know, he beat me to a bloody pulp afterwards, something that bad. But I was again, like probably 16, 17 my dad had to drop me off at school because I had like a late exam. So I didn't have to go in the morning and my dad was going to be able to drop me off somehow or or whatever the story was. I have no clue why he wasn't at work. I don't remember the details. Either way, he was dropping me off at school <laughs> as I was getting out of the car. Group of people like a, like in front of the smoking section, like there's probably 50 kids, right? Older than me, younger than me. Our high school wasn't big when I went there. There was only 600 and some students. Okay. And I was on student council, always in drama, always talent show stuff. Like, so most kids, like 98% of the kids knew me. You had a high profile. And they would expect this shit from me at that point. So a group of my friends, a bunch of other people all hanging around. I go to get out of the car and I go, oh, wait. And I lean back in and give him the biggest kiss on his cheek and go, love you, daddy. Have a beautiful day. Aww. And my dad was like, his face went beat red. And he's like, well, okay, yeah. And he like looks over kind of at the kid. And I don't think I got the door closed and he almost ran over my feet. He's like, he just out. My God. And then some kid got lippy, like not my, my friends are laughing and stuff. No one I'm joking around, but some other kids like, Ooh, Joe loves his daddy. And I'm like, well, yeah, because my dad stuck around and didn't take off with the pizza lady. And the funny thing was that kid's dad left his mom and him and sister for some woman that used to deliver their pizza. <laughs> oh, wait. Did you know that when you were saying that to him? Oh, yeah, I knew it. Oh, wow. You really, you really, you really, uh, really go for the jugular. <laughs> Try and take me down during one of my best jokes. But yeah, I, I went hard at the kid and he was like, screw you and he's like all right he was like wanting to fight me and i'm like get out of here and i just walked away cry to the your pizza lady stepmom i went hard and fat like right away and that was the thing and someone's like how what and then uh apparently i didn't know this during this whole thing there was a teacher (laughs) that saw and heard everything and i got called in to talk i would not do like the principal but like in to see him okay like he walked he's like joe can i talk to you like in my like over in my classroom before class blah 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 blah. so i'm like oh shit i'm in trouble and then like anyways he's like dude listen he's like you do know that's a real thing and that's very hurtful and and blah 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 and i was like i know man but like that kid's always a dick (laughs) Like, you know, the teacher I was talking with was one of the coolest teachers I've ever had. And yeah. And he stops and goes, okay, teach your hat off. 
that was some of the funniest shit I've ever seen. Dude. <laughs> He's like, not only did you kiss your father and I saw your dad look super embarrassed. You without missing a beat, ripped that kid a new one and like had everyone laughing. And it was so quick. <laughs> that teacher was like, you got something special, man. He goes, you, you are always ready with a joke and you are always quick witted and you always think of something clever. And I said, that's funny though, because like, you know, he's trying to, I said, it's not like I just come up with one joke real quick. Like my brain will think of three or four things that I should say. And then I'm like, it quickly picks the right one and goes, and he's like, that's a genius level intellect. If you could put that into your schoolwork, you could be a doctor. And I said, yeah, I know a 63 is cool with me. <laughs> like six, <laughs> give me a C minus C plus. As long as I pass, I don't care. Cause I hate school. Cool. Yeah. So, um, I know you, um, you have a podcast, um, uh, Galansky and friends. Is that how you pronounce it? Galansky? Galansky and friends. Yeah. Um, okay. It's a nickname I picked up in college and it stuck with me. It's my handle on everything. So if you want to play me on Xbox or PlayStation, just find Galansky and I'll play Borderlands with you. Gotcha. Okay. When I have time, that's actually my plan right after this. I'm going to go play the new Tiny Tina's because my kid's in bed and he won't bother me to play Lego Star Wars. So, um, yeah, but you guys can find Galansky and friends. As I mentioned throughout the show here with David is my podcast and it's Galansky and friends. You can find it on Spotify, Apple, Amazon music, Google, or just triple W And it's Galansky. My last name, G A L L A N T S K I. Right. And friends. And I interview interesting people. David was a, yep. Was nice to come on my show. It was a very fun experience. Yeah. It was awesome, dude. It was good. We had we talked about your time working with Sesame Street. Yep. And that episode's going up too. So if you want to, if you love Dave because you're listening to this and you want to check out my show, then listen to the one with Dave. It's awesome. And, and also, be, there's uh, another um, story on the show that I told that I've never told here uh, involving <laughs> a, a certain part of my um, anatomy. I'll, yeah. I'll leave it to you as to guess what, what, what it was. But um, <laughs> if you want to hear that uh, crazy story, you're going to have to go to Joe's podcast and uh, check it out. It's a, it's a real doozy. It was a very funny, interesting story for sure. So yeah. Um, you know, thanks Joe for being a guest. I loved hearing about you and your, uh, your, uh, freaky family and all their, um, <laughs> porn and, uh, anal sex and whatever. And, um, so, um, yeah, just, uh, give him a nice, uh, kiss goodbye for me. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thanks for having me, man. Thank you so much for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave us a five-star review. Would you like to be a guest? Please send a story about your embarrassing family member to embarrassingfamily at gmail.com.